The Lapsed Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here is your host, the Professor. What is up, Lapped Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 323 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Uh, this episode 323—that's uh, that's Lindsay's birthday right there. So I'll have to let her know that that's tonight's episode. Anyways, I digress. How's everyone doing? Hope you all had a great weekend. Great to be back behind the mic. Lots to catch up on, of course. Had a uh, busy, fun, hectic weekend over here. Friday, uh, Lindsay and I went out for a little bit after work, which was nice. Uh, Saturday, though, the little guy who will be 20 months a week from today, Monday, has decided that sleeping is optional on the weekends, which he apparently has not gotten the memo that uh, that's not cool. Monday to Friday, he's, he's like clockwork. He takes a two-hour nap at daycare, goes down easily at night, gets up between 6.37. Perfect. Last weekend, this weekend, no naps. No naps at all. This weekend, not only was it no naps, but he also decided Saturday it was a good time to start his day 5 a.m., would not go back in his crib, would not be rocked, didn't want to chill in bed, nothing. Wanted up, wanted to play. So Saturday was a very, very long day, to say the least. And I didn't even make it to the end of the Michigan game Saturday night. I passed out. And Sunday, went to Lions game with the father-in-law, which was fun, Lindsay and the mother-in-law, and Alden hung out, which was cool. So a fun, tiring weekend. Here we are, Monday show. I mean, the season. I, I, can you believe it? I mean, we are we are so close to being done, so close to crowning champs across all three series, and lots to get into. Lots of interesting things to to dissect from you know who's where in the standings, who's made it, who hasn't made it. I have to talk about the schedule. I mean, there's I. I couldn't go, couldn't pass that opportunity up. I got some feedback from you guys with regards to Final Fours and the schedule, and I'm pretty excited for uh, tonight's guest. Well, I was hoping to have two guests, but that that did not happen. Uh, was hoping to have our ARCA champ. However, I was not able to get anything lined up for today to be able to put it in tonight's show. Looks like might be able to get with him later in the week, which I will put that in the next show. So stay tuned for that. Hope you enjoyed uh, the last show with Dustin Albino. Always a great time talking with him from jayski.com. Of course, we talk some wrestling, some NASCAR, all that good stuff. So tonight, though, a first-time guest, unique, uh, love it. Who would have thought uh, that, you know, here we are, we'd, we'd make it work with a NASCAR cartoonist, and there it is. So Mike Smith, who has been doing cartoon work for over 40 years, um, his work has been in 
hundreds of different publications. And uh, we're going to talk to him here in just a minute. And then we'll get into some Roval recaps, reseeds, your takes, lap traffic fantasy. We are down to the final eight there. Did I make it? We will find out here in just a little bit. So uh, sit back, relax, crack a cold one if you want, or if you're driving to work in the morning, uh, I wouldn't crack a cold one, but maybe you got a nice uh, hot cup of coffee with you. So here we go. Let's get Mike Smith on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show. He has been a professional cartoonist for over 30 years, working with the Las Vegas Sun, U-Tune, USA Today. He also is an author. He wrote the book Nuts for Racing and has appeared in the LA Times, Newsweek, The Post. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Mike Smith. Mike, what's up, man? How are you? Brandon, how are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm I'm glad to have you on. This is just something cool, unique, and new uh, for the fans. As as we were talking before we hit the record button, you know, some of the types of guests that have been on the show and. You know, if you'd have told me three years ago you were going to have a cartoon artist on the podcast, I'd have been like, no way. And here we are, and we're going to, you know, talk some NASCAR, have some fun, and uh, see what kind of weeds we can get into. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, there there aren't too many cartoonists around, I think, that are drawing cartoons about NASCAR. So it is kind of a rarity. I love it. You know, it's such a cool niche. What, um, you know, what in, in general, what got you into comic strip writing? How does, uh, I mean, I wish I would have thought of doing something like that versus my boring job. So how uh, well, how did one get into that? I always doodled as a kid. And then, uh, you know, once I got out of college, I became the cartoonist for the Las Vegas Sun. And uh, I do the editorial cartoons there at The Sun. Been there for almost 40 years now. Wow. Uh, But in terms of NASCAR, you know, I've always been kind of a car junkie, uh, always been interested in racing ever since I was a kid. When living in California, the only place you could see NASCAR was snippets on the wide world of sports before, you know, every race with ESPN. So I've always been interested in it. And Gearhead Gertie, uh, who's the quintessential NASCAR fan, uh, really, this comic really started out as Stock Cartoons, which was a weekly kind of editorial cartoon about NASCAR that was in a NASCAR scene newspaper, which was a national uh, newspaper about, weekly newspaper about NASCAR. So anyway, as the media landscape has changed, that cartoon ended up not having a home and I needed to reinvent it uh, as something else in order to keep it going. So I thought, you know, it really needs to be about a character, not so much about what's going on in the sport news wise, but more about a character and how this character loves NASCAR, how she views NASCAR, uh, how, you know, you know, that old saying NASCAR is not a sport. It's a way of life. Well, that really describes Gearhead Gertie. I, you know, I was looking at some of the, uh, you know, some of your recent uh, snips of Gearhead Gertie, and I tell you, the one that I, I mean that I got the biggest chuckle at was I'd been larcened. I mean, that one was just absolutely yeah. perfect. You know, good. Glad uh, you liked it. Yes. No, that was that was great. You know, you. What led to the inspiration of that? Because just looking at those, like I saw the one of, you know, what's your favorite number and Gearhead Gertie sitting there with, you know, all kinds of, you know, Dale Jr. or Dale Senior number threes. And it was like, 
Are you seriously asking me this question? What my favorite number yeah. is? You know, uh, your typical. I mean, you you see those just those two strips alone, and you just think old school NASCAR fan. Um, you know, which which you can tell that's kind of I think what you're trying to present with that. So, what was the inspiration behind Gearhead Gertie? Yeah, you're right. She is kind of based on an old school NASCAR fan, uh, which really means she's kind of based on myself and <laughs> and how I view NASCAR and how I like NASCAR. Uh, but the inspiration for those, for any cartoon, is really about reading. It's about watching the sport. It's about, you know, watching the races, obviously. Absorbing as much information as you can, because that's really the catalyst that gets your brain moving and gets the wheels turning to be creative. And then once you do that, it's just a matter of looking at that blank piece of paper and brainstorming until something comes to you. Um, so it can it can really an idea, an idea once you do your basic homework, an idea can really come from anywhere and can come at any time. I love it. No, that's that's really cool. What's some you know, does does it sometimes take longer uh, for the creative side or the drawing side? You know, do, do you get lost in one? you know, sometimes when you're trying to, to, to come up with something? Well, I've been doing the drawing so long that that's really the easy part. Now. Okay. You know, it's, it's really like 10 or 20% drawing and the rest is brainstorming or doing your research. Uh, and, you know, coming up with ideas, it just depends on how well your brain is working on any particular day. Uh, you could be really sharp one, one day and have several ideas in a short period of time on another day, it can take you, you know, more time and you might just have to walk away and come back to it and start over. So, you know, it just depends on the day. It can be, it can be different each day. Um, I know you've got gearhead Gertie, obviously, you know, NASCAR. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, is that more like episodic? I don't, and that may not even be the right words in terms of that's a reoccurring and ongoing story that you're trying to tell each week versus I know you also do some political type um, uh, comics or strips in terms of, you know, those are just you're not telling a story with a reoccurring character, you know, is is Gearhead the the most reoccurring character, I guess? That's a really good question. Uh, Most of the Gertie cartoons that I've been doing have just been... um, how would you describe it? I guess by saying they're just about a singular point each week and how Gertie is interacting with a race, interacting with uh, family members, interacting with her neighbor, uh, being impatient with people that don't appreciate NASCAR. I was just going to say uh, that. Not, uh, not tolerant yeah, of those not, that don't. Uh... Not having a lot of patience <laughs> for people that think they know NASCAR but don't. Uh, but recently, um, I've been doing a, a series of cartoons with Gertie uh, revolving around the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, and also a, a little uh, cartoons that are a little more historic about Gearhead Gertie, how she got interested in the sport, uh, how she was like as a, as a younger person in terms of what got her interested in the sport. And just kind of exploring some of her heroes in the sport. So lately, it's been a little more serial, I guess you could say, than in the past. So I'll probably go. I'll probably go back and forth depending on where my brain takes me. 
What does uh, Gearhead Gertie do in the off season? Does does she take a break, or you know, is she still is she going on YouTube and watching old races in the off season? Yeah, in the off season, uh, exactly. She's watching old races. Uh, she's going on YouTube and watching police chase videos. <laughs> uh, she's she's she's, uh, she's doing anything she can, even including maybe doing a few donuts in the driveway in her pickup truck. Uh, anything to kind of stay connected to the sport. But the cartoon is every week. So there's no break for her during the off season. Off season. I, I, I love it. You know, seeing the the cartoons, and if you haven't, uh, Lat Traffic Nation, I will uh, tweet out a couple if that's all right with Mike. Oh sure. Uh, along with uh, the the, the post when this goes. Um, I mean, when you see Gearhead Gertie, I mean, I see someone that's sitting there watching old 1990s reruns of Cops and getting into it, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even, even though her family, even though that might drive her family members nuts, right? That's what she's gonna do. I love it. I love it, yeah. Mike. Uh, what about you? Uh, you know, have you have you been to any races? Who's your driver, or is all of that told through the story of of Gearhead Gertie? I, yeah, I go to races every year. I'll be going to uh, the upcoming race here in Vegas, probably Phoenix too. Awesome. Uh, and I might even I might even do a cartoon or two from each of those races, awesome. which we'll post. Uh, but yeah, I I go to races every year. Absolutely. Excellent. And, and who's who's your driver? Or who'd you grow up with? Who's your driver transition to now? Who 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 do you root for? Well, you know, I always like Dale Earnhardt, much like Gertie does. Uh, when I was younger, I really liked Allison. So, um, you know, the old school drivers um, and um, those are those are usually my favorites. I know sometimes it's hard to really pick a true favorite because, you know, for me, enjoying the sport, you just have respect for all of these drivers, given Absolutely. what they're capable of doing. You yep. know, yep. Everyone knows, you know, before the podcast, you know, I, I I've, I've been a Kevin Harvick fan you know, since I got into the sport, which was my junior, senior year of high school back in early 2000, 2001, uh, you know, and, and I gravitated towards Kevin Harvick. So the passion there um, is, is just been something that I, I don't know I will ever be able to recreate because I always use the phrase when people are coming into the sport and I've talked to so many first time fans or new fans and it's like, well, how do you choose your driver? And it's like, it's all got to be personality based, you know, that's. Yeah. That's how it is. And you can never you can never have another first time driver. It's that that passion, I don't think, can ever be recreated. So for me, you know, I've been asked a bunch, you know, who are you going to root for once Harvick's, you know, retired at the end of the year? And for me, it's like you said, I've become such a big fan of just the sport in general and just taken such a different level of respect for the sport since doing this podcast. You know, anybody that's been on, I root for them because they took time out to come on my show. And it's it's that's where that's gone. The closest thing I think it'll be is for, you know, my son, 19 months as, as he grows up and he's able to get his first driver. You know, that's the only way I think I might be able to replicate that passion that I had with my first time driver is seeing it through his eyes for the first time. So uh, I got yeah. a minute before we'll get there. So, you know, it's it's just incredible to have seen the transitions of this sport, the driver transitions, and it's it's just a great time to be a fan of the sport. 
Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, it's it's easy to be fan a, a fan of a younger, newer driver when they're related to somebody who was an older driver that you really liked. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, too, and this might be speculation, but I think there's probably less brand loyalty today amongst uh, people who are fans and more driver loyalty. I think it's more driven by the driver you like as opposed to being driven uh as it used to a lot by you know your brand loyalty absolutely in terms of in, term, in terms of the car manufacturers well and i think part of that's had to do with just a shift in who's sponsoring you know like yeah it's it's you know for example lowe's jimmy johnson you know you could physically walk into lowe's and buy something you could physically walk in to buy a a tool uh, whether it's Craftsman, you know, wh whatever the case may be, Kyle Busch, M&Ms, you can go buy a bag of M&Ms. There's so many sponsors that are we're grateful to have them in the sport because they're keeping it going. But that direct consumer relationship is lost, I think, with with, you know, the current trend that we're seeing, you know, so those that brand loyalty, you know, Bush, Budweiser, whatever you want to call, it, you know, those th those few places are where you can still see that to some degree. But a lot of that you know, has definitely uh, subsided to some degree. Um, yeah. What do you think so far of the season? You know, we're, we're knee deep into the playoffs. What, uh, you know, uh, we caught off race coming up this weekend at the Roval. Uh, had a crazy weekend this past weekend, Talladega. What, uh, what's, what's your, what's your thoughts on uh, where we're currently at here in the, uh, the well, season? I, I think, I think it's really been a great season because we've had so many different winners. How many now? 14, I think yeah. different winners. Yep. And, uh, for me, I think that's really crucial for the sport. Uh, I know, you know, if you've, if you've got a favorite driver and that driver is really dominating throughout the season, that's exciting for you. But I think it's really important to have a lot of different drivers winning. And uh, we've really seen that this season. Uh, I've really enjoyed watching Ross Chastain. And I've done a couple of Gertie cartoons related to Ross Chastain. He's a perfect subject for cartoons. And I probably need to do something with Gertie and Denny Hamlin and all of the flack <laughs> that he's catching. I need to brainstorm on that and probably come up with something uh, for that in the off season. So, uh, you know, that's the, the direction I'll be going. But I think it's been a, a great season. Um, I was a little apprehensive at first about this generation of car, but I'm warming up to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I uh, was talking with some buddies the other day about, you know, some of the changes that we're going to see in the schedule next year. And, man, if, if they just open up the horsepower just a little bit more, I mean, yeah. I think we'd see, you know, what we want to see at some of the short tracks. You know, we, we, we started to see a glimpse of an improvement at the short track racing uh, before the switch, and, and we were hoping that was going to get better, and it kind of took a turn. Uh, you know, left, if you will, no pun intended, um, you know, and we have seen an improvement at the intermediate tracks, which is where things were kind of lagging. So, you know, if we could just maybe get a little extra horsepower at uh, those short tracks, you know, I, I think that would, uh, you know, improve uh, the fan base uh, opinion, which obviously, you know, social media is is such a uh, it's it's so great and it's it's the devil in so many you know other ways you know in terms of everyone voices their opinion and you'll never make everybody happy but um that's exactly that would be yeah, my I, that'd be my hope for next year a little extra horsepower 
I'm anxious to see what happens at the Fontana track. Absolutely. Uh, yes. I haven't I'm seen I haven't seen any late breaking news on that. Maybe you have some, but uh, I'm really curious to see what happens there. And and if it does end up being a short track, I think that's really important for the West. Absolutely. Because be, being in Las Vegas, I mean, we just don't have that, you know, unless you're going to like regional races, which they do have at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And, you know, if aside from that, we don't really have a cup short track that's close. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I am with you. Speaking of uh, Las Vegas and, and racing, uh, will, will you make your way to the Grand Prix? I'm, I, you know, probably. I, I'm not sure I'm going to be in town when it's here. Okay. But I might, I might be going. And uh, I tell you, it's creating a lot of headaches I, because they're doing so much repaving. They're putting in grandstands. They're putting in bridges. There's all kinds of work going on down on the Strip. It and doesn't look like the strip. <laughs> no, and it's causing a lot of traffic problems. People are having a hard time getting to work. But, you know, I guess this is what you got to do if you're going to have a street race. Right. Absolutely. I love it. Um, Mike, tell everybody where they can either follow you or find Gearhead Gertie and all of your other comic strips, any social media, anything you want to plug. Uh, feel free, sir. Sure. You know, uh, there's two good places to see the Gearhead Gertie cartoons. One is at gearheadgertie.com, and that takes you to Comics Kingdom, which is part of uh, King Features Syndicate. So that's a syndicate that distributes comics. You know, if you've heard of Popeye and Betty Boop and all the big names, distributes these things to newspapers. So that takes you to Comics Kingdom. You can find Gertie there. Uh, she's also on Facebook at Stock Cartoons. And then on uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, she's on Instagram at Gearhead Gertie and on Twitter, which is now X, I guess. And that's at Stock Cartoons. So there's several places you can check her out. Um, we've got some Gertie merchandise on the Comics Kingdom site, uh, which we've been doing since about this time last year. And uh, so, you know, check it out. Awesome. I love it. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I hope you're not a stranger. Would love to have you back on sometime next season. Catch back up. Oh, with yeah. Anytime. Just let me know. Anytime. I'd love to be back. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. And uh, enjoy the rest of the season. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Brandon. Thanks again for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Live Traffic Nation. There you have Mike Smith. Great to have him on for the first time and definitely looking forward to having him back on the show at some point down the road. Okay, uh, let's dive in, take a look at where we're at with some things here. Well, first off, trucks haven't raced in a minute, aren't going to be racing for a minute. Not till Homestead. Only two more truck races left before, you know, we'll be down to the final four with them and crowning a champ at Phoenix. Can't wait to unpack the trucks here in a couple weeks. Um, but right now, the Xfinity Series, uh, you got to love. I mean, how do you not love when somebody is in a must-win situation to advance, goes out and just does it? And that is what Sam Mayer did this past weekend at the Roval, which was awesome. Needed a win to advance, and his win knocked out Daniel Hemrick, which, you know, I've, I've said it, you know, Hemrick's been on the show a couple times. I, I really enjoy chatting with him. Uh, just hasn't been the season that I know he's he's wanted, the team's wanted. You know, he, I 
team change, all that kind of stuff. Just a little lackluster. Not to say they can't rebound or anything like that, but, um, you know, so he was the guy that got knocked out because of Sam Mayer's win, which is pretty cool, again, just to be able to go out there. That the amount of nerves, the amount of pressure to know that, hey, it is, it is you know, winner take all. It's it's all or nothing. And to go and do it, and man, that's that's just, that's cool. Uh, Harvick did that back in uh, his 2014 season. He had to win at Phoenix to go to Homestead. He did and then took the championship, you know. So who knows? We could be talking about a Sam Mayer championship in a couple weeks because of this win. Uh, also out, Parker Kligerman, but just had a hell of a season there. First time back, full-time racing in a minute. Uh, so no no reason that team isn't holding their heads high, even though they've been eliminated. Um, Burton out, uh, surprised about that. I, I thought that team would have probably advanced a little further, uh, especially earlier in the season. Uh, and then I think the surprise for everybody is Josh Beery. Um, you know, not the best season, not a horrible season. Obviously not up there with the John Hunter Nemechek and Austin Hill type wins or anything like that. But, uh, you know, obviously Josh Berry getting ready to go strap into that number four car next year, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure is on his mind, even though they probably would never admit that. But uh, definitely surprised that Barry. Uh, didn't make it a little further along in this thing. So, but that leaves, well, I mean, is it interesting or is it not? I mean, I think everyone's probably got John Hunter uh, penned in for a championship, if or at least penciled in, perhaps. Um, you know, Allgaier had a horrible week this past weekend, still sitting third, which is fine after the reset. Definitely hurt uh, a lot of people in lat traffic fantasy in the Xfinity series that co- cost some people advancing. That is that is for sure. So, you know, can Allgaier rebound with four more races to go? And then, the you know, Cole Custer, you know, I, and not that I'm counting out Sheldon Creed or Sammy Smith, um, you know. But I think you're obviously looking at John Hunter, Austin Hill as two of your favorites to make it to the Final Four. And who's going to fill in the other two between Allgaier, Mayer, Custer, Chandler Smith, Sheldon Creed, and Sammy Smith? Um, You know, we got some short track racing coming up. We all know who that's going to favor. So we will see. Um, Like I said, a couple more races. All right, over to the Cup side of things. Got to love A.J. Allmendinger playing spoiler. First spoiler win of the playoffs. Last year, I think we had like the first four races were won by either non-playoff drivers or playoff drivers that had been eliminated. So, you know, completely different this year to where it's been all playoff drivers so far. But hats off to A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, you guys know what a big fan of his I am. He's been on the show a handful of times. Just love his personality, his his persona, uh, and, and what he's done, you know, in terms of racing in cup, doing broadcasting, part-time, you know, and, and boom, here he is. And he's just been winning ever since he's kind of come back. And... You know, him and Parker Kligerman, I kind of think of a little bit the same in in terms of similar paths. And, you know, I hope we're talking about a Parker Kligerman couple wins here next year, maybe. But uh, anyways, Dinger, like I said, first spoiler in four races, all three of his cup wins at road courses, which is pretty cool. And eight out of his 17 Xfinity Series wins 
um, on some form of road course, whether it's a roval or actual road course. Just bummed that he never got that Xfinity championship because, I man, ah. To me, that his run was kind of like Harvick in 2020 to where, like, you just kind of assumed it was going to happen, and, and and then it didn't. And uh, just bummed for him there. But after, you know, a mediocre, I'd say, year for college racing as a whole, uh, you know, they're back to they're back to trophy hunting as they like to do. And and they got one, which is which is really cool and at a great track, great race and I think that is awesome. So here we have the uh, bottom four out. Blaney, Kozlowski, or I'm sorry, not Blaney, Kozlowski, Chastain, Wallace, Kyle, Bush. Now, great year for Brad Kozlowski. Uh, that team, vast improvements, obviously, from last year. Uh, surprised on Ross Chastain being bumped out. Uh, Bubba Wallace, you know, I mean, that, that team's still young, still still going after it. So, you know, nothing, to, uh, you know, kind of like Parker Kligerman. Like I said, you know, nothing that that team can't hang their head on. Uh, and then Kyle Busch, you know, Kyle Busch just uh, didn't have it. Three wins, though, this year. First time, you know, with the, with the new team. Uh, while I know Kyle Busch is not happy, I mean, not a bad turnaround in terms of where – RCR was a year ago to where they're at now and in terms of where they could potentially be going in the future. So there we have that. Uh, some questions to you guys. Let's start with uh, who everybody has in their final four. All right. So I asked you guys now that we're down to the uh, final eight, who you guys have in your final four. So uh Big response here, which was awesome, considering how I sent it out this afternoon. Uh, 14 responses for you guys. I'm going to hit everybody, and I'll give you guys my thoughts and then a little uh, summation, if you will. So Donna at I Loves Fast Tracks has the 24, the 5, the 45, and the 11. Matt at CH9SE Fan, the 24, the 5, 11, 19. Briar at Briar Star TV, 24, 12, 17, 11. You guys see a trend here with any particular number? Uh, Callum at Cal Coves, 24, 5, 2017. Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars, 24, 11, 5, and 12. Benny at Benzer. 24, 17, 12, and 11. Brody at Brody underscore NASCAR, 24, 5, 19, and 11. Theodore at a bit of Moosen, 24, 11, 17, 45. Randall at Zin Will Win has the 24, the 11, the 45, and the 5. Gina at Gina Van Landing, 3, the 24, the 12, the 19, and the 5. Uh, I like cars at Can Kenseth, 24, 19, 20, 17. Alex at Alex WE4177819 or 7, 24, the 19, the 5, and the 45. Thomas at Thomas uh, Selby has the 24, the 12, the 17, and the 5. Uh, and Jumpy Bob, doesn't matter which driver I pick, it will be all wrong. I love you, Bob. Uh, and then me, I've got the 24. The 17, the 11, and I'm torn between the 45 or the 5. So how's that all break down? Well, uh, everybody has 
William Byron in their final four. Uh, Ten people have Kyle Larson. Eight people have Denny Hamlin. And then it's a matter of is it the 45, the 19, the 12, or the 17, all between four and five. So we're we're all pretty well locked there with Byron and Hamlin. A a couple people said, you know, I think Hamlin's going to be in there. I don't want him to be in there. Uh, But, you know, got to give credit where credit is due. Can he finally – I think now that, you know, Kyle Busch has missed the Final Four the last couple years. Kevin Harvick's missed the Final Four the last couple years. I think Denny Hamlin has now made it to the Final Four – well, assuming he gets to the Final Four this year. Uh, We'll have the most Final Four appearances, uh, but still, still searching. Still searching for that championship. Will he be able to possibly reel it in this year? We will find out. Uh, Thank you for your responses there, everybody. And then I had sent out a question earlier in the week with regards to the schedule. What do you like? What do you not like? Let's see what you guys had to say. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Looking at the Xfinity and truck schedules, it's absurd that there is no race at Mid-Ohio this year. It was always well attended, and the track product was fantastic. Not even a race at Eldora or Michigan for the trucks. Sucks. One of my annual race weekends is gone. Yeah, man, you know. It's uh, been a couple years that the trucks haven't been at MIS. Well, honestly, I think since 21. Um, You know, it used to be the last race of the regular season, which was always fantastic. I'm with you there. Scott at 1985 Wagner. Love two drafting and two road courses in the playoffs. I am with you, sir. Uh, Matt at CH9SE fan. Richmond getting two instead of Michigan sucks. MIS should have replaced Auto Club. I think the Texas race is too early, but super pumped for Atlanta to start the playoffs. But I think the round of eight is still too easy. Just pumped Indy Oval is back. Best news of the schedule. I am with you on most of what you said there, sir, and I'll get into mine here in just a minute. Uh, Randall at Zin will win. I'm not sold on bringing back the Oval to Indy as the answer. We'll definitely miss the Indy Road Course because it also brought an Indy car race with it. And I love the Xfinity Indy doubleheader. Bummed about no Road America on any of the schedules. Um, all right, for me, I do not need two night races at Richmond. I don't need two races at Richmond, period. That is my opinion. Now, I've been to Richmond, and and I enjoyed it, and I loved it, but the racing product at Richmond uh, the last few years just has not delivered. Uh, Now, they make some swings in terms of the type of uh, car package that they bring. That very well could change mine and maybe a lot of yours' opinions. I don't foresee them making the big enough swings that they would need to make for that to happen, though. Um... AMS kicking off the playoffs, I am okay with, but I am a little bitter uh, because to go back to Matt's point, uh, there was some rumor circulating that MIS was considered for a playoff race, which obviously being in the north uh, would have had to be early in the playoffs from a weather perspective. But Michigan in September is absolutely fantastic and would have loved loved for that to have happened and i'm very disappointed that that didn't happen um 
you know, and Michigan the last few years has been the first week of August. It's now the third week of August. So they've even moved Michigan closer to the end. So maybe the, they're just inching Michigan closer to a playoff spot here in a couple years. Who knows? But uh, we will see. Now, here's what I'm very excited about. No Bristol dirt. Uh, very happy with the fact that we're going to go give the Chicago road course or street course another crack at it. And I am good with going back to the uh, brickyard in its traditional sense. Uh, you know, I could go either way from from that regard. You know, the fact that the road courses have been what they've been, and you know, I mean, hey, I'll no issue uh, for me on that regard. Again, all about the package. Can they can they give a bring allow the teams to bring a better package to allow that to be a better race? That's that's the key, I think, in my opinion. Uh, and I don't mind Darlington closing out the regular season. I, I really enjoyed it as the first race. Um, you know, either way, that's going to, you know, be an interesting race, whether it's the cutoff for a last team going for a last-ditch effort. Either way, I think that'll be great. I get it's due to the Olympics and won't be surprised if uh, Daytona is back to close out the regular season in the future. Uh, and I love, absolutely love, the Glen being in the playoffs. I think that that's fantastic. So there's definitely, in my opinion, a lot more pros than cons to the, the schedule changes. Uh, totally get people bummed about Road America uh, and, and a couple others that were left off. Um, you know, I think maybe some of that does, again, have to do with the Olympics scheduling. Certain races have to be at certain points of time and, you know, scheduling conflicts due to, you know, like I said, again, weather and locations and, and all of that. So we'll we'll see what happens going forward from there. All right. Let's keep things rolling with a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, the lap traffic podcast.com, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at lap traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, leave a review, tell your friends all that good stuff. You and very excited to announce a brand new giveaway to close out the season. It's a big one. Uh, it, it looks like your typical lap traffic podcast giveaway. However, there's a couple exciting additions, which includes some NASCAR contingency stickers. I know those are a hot item. I've got a bunch of those included, along with a Kevin Harvick 124 diecast from 2022 is included in the mix, which I am very excited to give that away as uh, part of a celebration of his career, a celebration of having him on the show earlier this year. Uh, so we are giving away a brand new Kevin Harvick diecast included with it as well. All you got to do, retweet, follow, tag three people, and uh, let's keep this thing going. Let's get some attraction to the show before the season wraps up. And a winner will be picked after the Phoenix race. So there you have it. We'll uh, blow it up for uh, about a month here or so and give that bad boy away, as well as uh, we'll have some trophies to give away from Lap Traffic Fantasy, all that good stuff. And don't forget, stickers, koozies, all available for free. All you got to do, fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Shoot me a text, DM me, whatever the case may be, and I will be happy to get them out to you. All right, it's time to close this thing out with a little lap traffic fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. 
Well, Lat Traffic Fantasy lost four players this past week as well. And we've got some reseeds, all that good stuff. Let's see where we stand. All right. Uh, week high this week was 94 points with the picks of Riddick and Parker Kligerman. Uh, Joe Hewson uh, picked up two race winners and 88 points to boot with that. My picks, man. Allgaier, 11. Tyler Riddick, 48. Uh, Riddick's pick saved me. Thankfully, I had a big enough cushion to survive the blunders of Justin Allgaier. Unfortunately, not everybody can say the same thing. So here we are. Here's how the segment, uh, well, not the segment, the uh, three-race portion of the round of 12 finished out in first with 262, Andrew Yu. In second with 258 is Steven, DFS NASCAR guy. In third with 253, Jonathan Lilly. In fourth with 228, Joe Hewson. In fifth with 227, David Mullins. In sixth with 218, John Etwinsel. In seventh, yours truly barely making the cut, 208. And Mark Luddington in eighth with 199. Uh, Dan Sherwood finished in ninth, 184. Benton Wilson, 10th, 175, along with Matt Dombrowski. And Kevin Hahn uh, with 173 are your four that did not make it to the round of eight. Uh, with the reseed, it is Andrew Yu. 33 points, Jonathan Lilly, 25, David Mullins, 19, John Atwinsel, and Steven DFS NASCAR guy with 18. I've got 14, Joe Houston, 12, Mark Luddington, 11. So I expect to see Andrew and Jonathan in the final four, much like in the Xfinity series. I expect to see Austin Hill and John Hunter Nemechek. The question is, who can make up those other final two spots? Third to eight, only separated by eight points, uh, which is which is very, very, you know, possible. There's definitely no doubt about that. So with that said, let's get to the picks. We are headed back to Sin City, where William Byron picked up the win in the spring. And who might be one of the favorites this weekend and to bring home the championship as you could tell by uh, those submissions earlier in the show in terms of where or who everybody thinks is going to make it to the final four. But there are a lot of drivers that are very, very good at Las Vegas that missed the cut or the playoffs in general and will be looking to play spoiler, much like A.J. Allmendinger did this past weekend at the Roval. Logano's done well at Vegas. Bowman, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick. All very, very well and good there. Will one of our Elite Eight secure their spot in the Final Four? Or will someone like AJ this past weekend play spoiler? We'll find out. But first, it is time for my picks. Well, in the Xfinity Series, I have got to go back to playing it a little safe just because I want to move on to the Final Four for the first time. I've never made it to the... Uh, championship round since this format here i've never really made it to hell the first four years i couldn't do shit in this league so here we are in the final eight let's get to the final four and let's hope john hunter nemechek can get me there i'm sure he will be a popular pick as well from you guys that are still in it and then my cup pick i am going to go with the 11 of denny hamlin so 
there you have it. There are my picks. Can't wait to see where things shape up after this week at Las Vegas. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 323 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to NASCAR cartoonist Mike Smith for coming on to the show. We'll see what we can get lined up for next week. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya.